You're listening to Reading Glasses, a show about book culture and literary life designed to help you read better. I'm writer, filmmaker, and book devourer Mallory O'Mara. And I'm Bria Grant, actress, filmmaker, and e-reader. This week, we're talking self-help books and interviewing Brooke Sitgraves-Turner about adulting. And we're going to talk about some... Mallory, smells. Mallory bought another weird thing for look, the podcast. Look, look smells that Mallory bought on the internet. But first. What are you reading, Bria? I'm reading a book that I borrowed from you that I'm finally reading. <gasps> Which one? Meddling Kids. Oh, by Ed, Ed, Edgar Quintaro. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, can I just say something? I promise I don't tell her the books ahead of time. That's what's so weird about this that she can like just. I mean, I guess that one was yours, so that's fine. But yeah, I don't tell you the books ahead of time, right? Confirm. Confirm. Okay. Um, yeah. I'm just insane. I So I just started it last night, and so I don't know what it's really about, but I think it's about like a Scooby-Doo type children, but they're all grown up? It's a, if Lovecraft wrote a Scooby-Doo episode. Oh, okay. But but they're grown up. Yes. The kids are grown up. They yes. like were the Scooby-Doo kids who like yeah. would like find old man blah, 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 who's been doing the blah, blah, blah. Yes. It's okay. kind of like It in that way. Yeah. It's like a mix of It, Scooby-Doo, and Lovecraft. Okay. It's about a bunch of kids who like solved a crime, like solved a, a you know supernatural crime in their in their small town when they were kids, and then they grow up because they didn't solve it all the way. Ooh, that's really good. Okay, people have been recommending it, so it's wicked good to read that. Uh, what are you reading, Mallory? I am finally reading Dune by Frank Herbert. Wow, have you never read it? I've never read Dune. Wow. I've seen the movie because I'm a David Lynch freak. But <laughs> spoiler about Mallory. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, big shocker, guys. Shocker reveal. But I had never read the shocker I, reveals that you've never read Dune. I know. Well, I don't read a lot of sci-fi. Oh yeah, it's very that's sci-fi. my thing. But me and my boyfriend decided because we're you know it was like all horror October. Now we're doing all sci-fi November. And he wanted me. To, I wanted him to read Annihilation, and he's having me read Dune because he's obsessed with Dune. So I have just started. I'm glad that I watched the movie first because picturing Kyle MacLachlan makes me like as the main character makes me like it even more because it's like it's a it's a lot of world building. Like the first hundred pages are just like learning about dune it's and true. a lot of unpronounceable weird names yeah it's true that's the worst when you're I'm trying to get through in my brain i when i'm reading and i see an unpronounceable weird name i just kind of like garble it like i'm yeah. like it's like i just like and yeah. that's how i say their name from but, that point on in the book but because i watched the movie now i know all the way all the ways to pronounce oh, yeah, I guess you do. and all those things i probably would just been like Arara. like i would not have like it's even tried <laughs> yeah exactly but it's it's good so far. It's it's kind of cool to read like a, a super uber classic so late in life. Yeah, that's nice. Uh, so we want to take a moment to share some listener feedback. Joe wrote in uh, about our nonfiction episode. I might have some useful advice for nonfiction-averse folks like myself. For whatever reason, I've always found it pretty much impossible to read any nonfiction book for pleasure unless it went out of its way to be very entertaining in a way that's similar to fiction. No matter how interested in the topic I was, it always felt like work and the struggle would always end in me giving up frustrated. But just recently, I started listening to audiobooks for the first time and found it's the perfect loophole for this problem. Listening to someone talk about ancient Rome or mythology or dark matter is fantastic, even if I can't read about them. If you love to learn new things, but for some reason your eyes are too lazy, just cut out the middleman and let British people pump that knowledge straight into your ears. <laughs> I love this. I like that it's British people too because yes. that is the best audio readers have British accents. That's true. It's or, like, or, or, or Scottish or Irish. Or it is that weird thing where just like as Americans we just think they sound smarter. Yeah. I'm just like who's going to who's gonna tell me about you know dark matter a British person. Yeah that's, that, that's exactly what I want. Mm-hmm. So Megan wrote in and said, I used to never read nonfiction. I was firmly in the fiction camp and considered nonfiction to be dry and boring and not for me. 
My friend recommended Bossy Pants by Tina Fey as a starter, and it became my gateway into the world of nonfiction. I cried laughing at several parts of the book. Now I try and read several nonfiction books a year as one of my book goals. They tend to be comedian memoirs. And I, we're going to do a whole memoir episode, oh, by yes. the way. And I like to read them alongside my fiction books to keep things mixed up. Another favorite nonfiction is Roxane Gay's Bad Feminist. Hell yeah. Yeah, that's good. Those are good nonfictions. They're, oh, yeah. yeah. I loved Bossy Pants, too. I listened I to read- it on audiobook. I, I have not read Bossy Pants, but I've read basically almost everything that Roxane Gay has ever published, and I'm, I, I adore her. Shannon wrote in, I'm actually more likely to pick up a nonfiction book than a fiction book. I what? think it's be- I know. This is crazy. I think it's because when you read the description of a nonfiction book, you know exactly what you're getting into. But with fiction books, I'm never sure if I'm going to like it or not. So whenever I go to a bookstore or library, I always head for nonfiction shelves, especially nature, psychology, art, paranormal, and memoir. I want to see all those mixed together. (laughs) I especially love memoirs. I think it's because they're more focused than biography or autobiography. And I like reading about the different life experiences so many people had. You should definitely read all of Carrie Fisher's memoirs, especially her latest, The Princess Diarist. Oh, I haven't read that. But people say it's either. Yeah, I'm not a Star Wars person, so I never... It. Uh, I recently read a great nonfiction book called H's for Hawk by Helen McDonald. I'm obsessed with that book. I love it so much. That's uh, Mallory talking, not the yes. not, not the, the Mallory not side. Uh, also, any of Michael Pollan's books are great, especially The Botany of Desire. If someone is having trouble getting into nonfiction books, I recommend reading a nonfiction graphic novel. Oh. This blew my mind open. There's Primates, The Fearless Silent Science of Jane Goodall, oh. Diane Fossey, and sure. Baruti Galdicus by Jim Odaviani. It's great. You can email us at readingglassespodcast at gmail.com with your feedback. As always, we want to thank Danielle, who runs our Facebook group, and Chrissy and Rachel, who moderate our Goodreads page. So in Reading Glasses news this week, for all of our Max Fun listeners, uh, we chose got to choose the Inner Circle gift for November. Yeah, so if you give a certain amount, Max Fun does a thing that's similar to a public radio station, and they do a, they do a fun drive every year at the in March, maybe? It was right around the time we started working yeah, on this show. Yeah, sometime in the early spring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we were not a part of it, but they did let us choose... If you give it a certain level, you're part of the inner circle, and you get a free gift every month, which is kind of rad. Yeah, it's amazing. And they let us choose it. And what did we choose, Mallory? We chose the graphic novel Clueless by our friends Amber Benson and Sarah Kuhn. Yeah. So we're excited to share that with you guys. We loved it. We love both of their uh, both the authors, and we think it's a great way to break out of a book slump, read something new. If you are into comics, read a different type of comic. If you aren't into comics, this is a great way to get in. So we are really excited to share this with everybody. Yeah, and if you're not in the inner circle, uh, pay attention because they'll definitely be one having of another us. one of us <laughs> another max fun drive uh, early next year yay so before we get into self-help books we're going to take a quick break reading glasses is supported in part by hello fresh a meal kit delivery service that delivers your favorite recipes and pre-measured ingredients so you can just cook eat, and enjoy for less than $10 a meal. All ingredients come in handy meal kits, so you know right away which ingredients go with which recipe. They offer a variety of recipes that change weekly, classic plan, veggie plan, and family plan. And HelloFresh also offers Hall of Fame, premium, and kid-tested recipe selections. As you guys know, I'm not very good at cooking, but they sent me a vegetarian box, and I cooked all three of the meals. They were really delicious. I didn't set anything on fire or poison myself. For $30 off your first week of HelloFresh, visit HelloFresh.com and enter the promo code READINGGLASSES30. Oh, sorry about that. Just had to dispatch some goons real quick. Hi. 
I'm April Wolf, lead film critic at LA Weekly, and when I'm not kicking butt, I'm hosting the new Maximum Fun podcast, Switchblade Sisters. Do you love genre films? Do you love female filmmakers? Do you love discussions on craft? If your answer is yes, you'll love Switchblade Sisters. Every episode, I invite one female filmmaker on, and we talk in depth about their fave genre film and how it influenced their own work. So we're talking horror, action, sci-fi, fantasy, bizarro, and exploitation cinema. Mothers, lock up your sons, because the Switchblade sisters are coming for you. Available at MaximumFun.org or wherever you find your podcasts. This week, we're talking self-help books. They get a pretty bad rap. Uh, It's not just chicken soup for your weirdo aunt with too many cats, a.k.a. me. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Self-help books can be really excellent reads. No matter who you are or what your life situation is, they can help you learn things, deal with life situations, manage mental illness, find out things about yourself, and generally improve your life. They can also be really funny and really light and really easy to read. They're not all dour and sad and preachy. Yeah, and so our goal here is like to tell you about some self-help books that are going to be fun and why you should be reading them because a lot of times they do get a bad name. Yeah. Yeah, and I think they're great. So a little history on self-help books. Self-help books take their name from a book called, guess what it's called? Self-help. It's called wow. Self-Help by Samuel Smiles. No, but, his name is not Samuel Smiles. Who knows if that's his name originally, but that was his name when he wrote the book. That's amazing. It was printed in 1859. Some of the chapter titles were Men of Business. Money, its use and abuse, and character, the true gentleman. This is clearly for men, but I thought it was interesting. Sam, Mr. Smile, they... Mr. Smiles wrote a nice book for a lovely 1800s You guys can't gentleman. see the face I'm making, but it's a lot of side It's basically eye. made for men to wear, like, top hats and, like, <laughs> monocles. I hope there's a chapter on top hats. <laughs> How to wear your top How hat correctly. <laughs> a self-help guide. So, Bria, what self-help books do you like? I have my go-to authors for this. Brene Brown, obviously. And I really go for a lot of business-related ones. If you are an entrepreneur, which I think everyone in the arts is, don't get me started on this, but if you do something in the arts, if you're a writer, if you're an actor, whatever the fuck you are, I think you're actually an entrepreneur. And I think it's great to read books about business. I'm also into ones that relate to finance and money, usually recommended by one of my best friends who's Laura Roder, who's like a business advice person. I don't really know what she does but she reads a lot of money books and finance books and business books she just sent me like four in the mail because i was feeling down um and i really specifically like women related ones like how to be a woman in this day and age the book like that's kind of like the ones i really like i read one called super you pretty recently by emily gordon Ooh, emily gordon she is a producer and a writer she's married to kumail anand oh she was the she's the other half of that the uh the big sick yeah she's the other half of the big sick that she's not an actor so she's not in the movie but she yeah that story is like her story it's the story about how she was sick and her and kumail started but yeah she had this great book called super you which i really liked it's basically like how to be you following the rules of superhero tenants and like you know like i i I like books like that like definitely like the improvement like female improvement books 
I'm, what, I, what do you read? Uh, I have so many self-help books. I love them. I, I did the same thing that many people do is that I really thought my my grandparents are very much chicken soup of the soul readers. So for the for my entire youth, I was like, I'm not reading crap like that. That's stupid. It's not helping anybody. But then I got into them a, a few years ago uh, through Caitlin Moran, who is an author that I love. And she I, I loved her novel, How to Be a Girl. And she wrote a book, How to Be a Woman. And I was like, I am I like this stuff. And I really got hardcore into self-help books after that. I have generalized anxiety disorder. Uh, so I have a shelf of books next to my bed that's like my helps my brain books and uh, along with all my Tom Waits and David Lynch books. Things that fuck up your brain. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I don't know. I like my my David my Lynch on Lynch book is actually a really good book for creativity. And he has a book called Catching the Big Fish, which is all about creativity, which is a great self help book, and I really recommend it. But I have a book called Come as You Are by Emily Nagoski. It's a book about healthy sexuality and managing stress, which completely fucking changed my life, and I've bought it for so many people. Tiny Beautiful Things, a collection of Cheryl Strayed's life advice columns under Dear Sugar that totally helped me through all kinds of life situations, both positive and negative. Like it's the kind of thing that she helped like help me be OK with estranging myself from my family. But at the same time, it helped me be OK with telling my boyfriend that I loved him. Like it's such such a great book. The Life Changing Magic of Not Giving a Fuck by Sarah Knight is excellent. Makes a great gift book. She has a new one out, too. Um, I read the I read the one that that's based on. Oh, the life-changing life magic of tidying up. Yes, I read that because I do. I do enjoy a, enjoy a like a clean house kind of book. Yes, which and that book is a pretty pretty no pretty helpful. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think whatever you're going through, you can find a great book to help. If you're a reader, which if you're listening to the show, you probably are. I I think that it makes sense that if you're going through something or you want to improve something or there's something that you need help with, read a book about it. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the thing about it is that you know not every book's for every person. You exactly, know? people are definitely will want to take Brene da- Brown down a notch, and they're like, lean in, and like I, I get it, it's not for everyone. It is kind of specifically for me, <laughs> um, you know. So there, it's not for every single person. If it doesn't help you, don't you don't have to keep reading it, and you don't have to read more books like it. But it doesn't mean you should write off the entire genre. Yeah. You know, if you've never read one because you think it's lame or it won't work or it's going to be some weird, weird, rich dude talking down to you, try one out. It might make a big difference. If you're in a place in life where you need some guidance and self-help books have helped in the past, try rereading one that helped you before. Do you have any books that you self-help books that you read that you did not like? That didn't work I don't want to name them on the show. Okay. <laughs> but I definitely have some ones where I picked them up and I was like, mm, no. Okay. Yeah, I totally, it didn't do anything for me. There's definitely ones I've, I've read a couple that were unhelpful and annoying. I, I read one that was just like wicked snooty. Oh. And I was like, mm. It's like, start by building a glass home. Start by, <laughs> start by sitting on a pile of money. It was, it, I read one that I will not name, but it was about being a single, it was when I was single and it was like, read it, being a single lady, that's not the title of the book but it was all about like she was sad because a guy that loved her so much she just wasn't interested in him in him anymore so she went to go live in her family's fancy house and i was like i don't want to read about these like not real like super first world problems yeah. like when you're i was in i was but you know i was just in a space where i was very, really sad and lonely and trying to figure out the dating scene so it just like made me i, I didn't like it at all 
But the ones that have worked for me really, really fucking worked. I also find find them great supplements for my reading life. If I am reading a self-help book, what I do is I read a chapter of it for breakfast every day. Oh, that's and nice. By so it's like for breakfast, I mean day. with breakfast. I don't actually <laughs> eat the pages. Uh, I think it's a great way to start the day or right before bed, like especially because if you're reading a self-help book for and like to actually do something or actually help you improve, it's better to ch- take it in small chunks. Yeah, that's true because then you can let it abs- – I do the same thing. I like to read like a chapter and let that – digest for a day or two before I move on to the next yeah. one. It's definitely a nice supplemental book when you're reading another book. Have you read books that you didn't like? <sighs> yeah, I do. And I'm going to name them. Um, <laughs> here's the thing. Here's why. Here's why. So, you know this book, The Artist's Way? Yes. Okay. My boyfriend's reading it right now. Okay. So... I really liked it the first time I read it, and it brought a lot to me, and then I've recommended it to people. And then I tried to do a reread at some point, and it made me so sad. And I remember I was Why? in a really sad place. It was just bringing out stuff that I was like, I don't know. I don't want to deal with this stuff right now. Like, because you don't even do, like, the morning pages. And, like, it's a book you, like, it's a self-help book that you, like, work through like a work like a workbook almost. Oh. Like, it has, like, here's the things that you should be thinking about, and you should write about this in your morning pages. Why did that make you and sad? Like that. I don't know. I mean, this was a couple years ago. It just, like, really bummed me out. And I know maybe the sadness was part of the journey. Maybe if I'd pushed through it, it would have been great. But honestly, I read it another time, and I did like it. This is a this is a, one of the rare rereads for me. Maybe self help books are the things that I do reread. That might be the thing I reread. There you go. Anyway, but that's one that I like. I understand why people like it, but now I don't give it to people anymore because it kind of bummed me out. Interesting. Well, you know, life is fluid. It's true. Life is fluid. Okay, do you want to hear some weird self help books? Hell yes, I do. Okay, dating for under a dollar, three hundred and one ideas. I love cheap dates. Dancing with Jesus, featuring what? a host of miraculous moves. What? I spent a lot of time looking at this. Is book this trying Christian to out. dance moves? I, yeah, I was trying to figure out if this book was real or are these moves that won't, won't and I make, think it's real. They're moves that won't make God mad at you. I don't oh know. my God! Ask Sam Stahl. He wrote it. Oh my God! I have to read this. Uh, do-it-yourself coffins for pets and people. I need to borrow this <laughs> because I want to make that coffin b- coffee table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Knitting with dog hair. Better a sweater from a dog you know and love than from a sheep you'll never meet. <laughs> that makes me feel uncomfortable. Does it get gro- does it get smelly when it's wet? Oh God, I don't know. Ooh. Is that the dog hair that's smelly, or is it like the dog's skin under the hair that's smelly? I don't, I don't know. know. This is a good dog question that I don't know the answer to. Mm. So, Bria, oh. you have a book confession. Oh, I have a book confession involving Let's self-help. Let's hear it. Okay. We're, remember, we guys, we don't believe in book shame, so we're no just book shame. So confession. once I was reading this book called. How to Make Every Man Want You, which is actually a really good book. I'm going to just say right now, this woman, Marie Forleo, wrote it. I actually really like her. I like her videos. She has a lot of, like, how to make your life better videos. And she wrote this book called How to Make Every Man Want You, and it's about becoming your best self. And it actually, the goal, the point of it is, it's not about having how to make every man want you. It's how to be cool with yourself. That is just, you make men want you by ignoring them. They're like cats. Yeah, basically. No, no, it's about, it's like literally has nothing to do with men. It's just like, hey, this is how you be your best self as a person. And like, you should spend more time with yourself and like quit worrying about this. Like, it's literally, that's what the point of the book is. But the title was so goddamn embarrassing. Yeah, that's really embarrassing. And it was really a problem for me. And and the, now it wouldn't be a problem because I'm an e-reader. So e-readers don't have to deal with this problem. But, like, I had to, like, only read it at home. And I remember someone came over, like, a dude or something, and I had to hide it in my nightstand. Oh, my I was God, like, that's hilarious. Oh, I don't want him to know I'm reading How to Make Every Man Want You, the most embarrassing title of all time. That's hilarious. Have you ever tried to hide a self-help book? No, actually. I've never read one that was so that like that that was like, oh, man. Because I just think – I honestly think there needs to be, like, a way – 
for people there needs to be like a fake title for some health self-help books i know this sounds shitty but like you can't you need to have like a fake cover or something you can put over it a paper bag cover so people don't know that you're reading the book called how to make every man want you when you're on a first date that's yeah like if you're on a first date and you bring that book no one's gonna like that no they're gonna feel like you're a you know love wizard listen if you guys have made fake covers for books i know we shouldn't be ashamed but there's certain books that we don't uh you know then you're gonna be worried about. So, Bria, if you wrote a self-help book, what would it be called? <laughs> it would be called "How to Always Have Snacks: A User's Guide to a Sweet Life." Pun intended. <laughs> what would yours be called? Um, tunneling your way out. No, just kidding. That was a mole, mole person joke. But no, it would probably be called Way Too Many Books, How to Convince Your Friends and Family That You Aren't a Hoarder. That's good. That's a good book. Yeah. That's a good it, book. I've been... But then you own a book to add to the book pile. Yes. So me, as you know, I am moving in with my boyfriend currently who has as many books as I do. And yesterday we were doing a book run from my apartment to his. And it's a... Uh a lot if, if you were just look casually looking at things it looks like we're hoarders <laughs> it's really bad so i would i would write a book to help convince people that it, it, don't worry everything is nice and neat and organized i'm not a hoarder i just really like books <laughs> so you could please send your thoughts on self-help books and your recommendations to readingglassespodcast at gmail.com and before we talk to brooke sitgraves turner we're gonna take a quick break What's up? I'm James, the co-host of Minority Corner. And look at that! I'm Aneke, the other co-host of Minority Corner. Girl, guess what? What? We just hit our 100th episode! What? And what do you think is going to be in store for the next 100? Probably some more feuds with Jennifer Hudson. And I'm telling you, I'm We'll probably do more investigative reporting, too, like we did with the Kodak and their racist film. Not to mention exposing the truth, like how we did with the ugly history of the Texas Rangers. But we always lighten the mood with a splash of pop culture. Olivia Pope's new wig, have you seen that? It's popping. Just like your lip gloss. And Janet Jackson. And you know we like to put our nerd glasses on and talk about things like marvel it's true that's it (laughs) (laughs) i don't speak about dc (laughs) but you just did all from a perspective that's black queer and ladylike so come on over and learn laugh and play and join the corner it's a lot of fun i'm having fun right now (laughs) (laughs) minority corner here with Brooke Sitgraves Turner, uh, writer and podcast host of the podcast Short and Sweet. How are you, Brooke? I'm doing well. How are y'all? We are good. So first question first, we like to ask, what are you reading right now? Oh my God. Uh, I'm reading too many things. It's actually really (laughs) shameful. Uh, My bedside table is full of books that I've kind of, I'm like, I've started, but I haven't finished. Um, I'm reading The Turner House. Uh, so good it's really good um who thought this was a good idea oh yeah yeah yeah. have you read it no no but it's on my list someone else told me to read it too who who wrote it Alyssa Mastromonaco wrote it (laughs) um but it's really it's really good uh the brief wondrous life of Oscar Wilde and such a good book so good and the new Jim Crow and these are books on my book on my uh bedside table that I've started uh, and I'm in the middle of. And then there are a bunch of other books that are on my list, but I'm like, you have to calm down. <laughs> you could not have more than four books in progress at one time. So 
So you do a podcast all about adulting called Short and Sweet. Are there any books you think people should check out if they're trying to get their shit together? Oh my gosh. I feel like I need listeners to write in and be like, read this and get your life. Um, (laughs) The one thing I guess I would suggest is Woe is I, which is not like a self-help book. It's not like a book on like finance, which I need that if you have any suggestions. Um, But it is a book on grammar. And like, if you have any job, it doesn't matter what industry you're in. It's like, you should read this book because it will just make you such a better communicator. I swear I get emails and they always look crazy from other people. And I'm like, if you'd read this book, you would be <laughs> light years ahead of where you are. So, um, yeah, that book, I guess. That's a great writer suggestion too. Yes. So <laughs> obviously a reader, what about reading itself? Do you think that's an important part of, of being an adult? Totally. I always tell people, like, if I walk in someone's house and I don't see a bookshelf full of books, I don't trust them. Like, whoever saw Samantha, I'm like, I don't trust you. What are you doing? Um, yeah, it's definitely important. I think. But what if they're an e-reader, Brooke? Come on. <laughs> I know. Okay, you're right. E-reading. I'm not a big e-reader, so I always forget like that. Yeah, if someone tells me about a book they're reading on their Kindle, totally fine. I accept that. I, I don't like reading on an e-reader. I kind of like to physically hold the book and, like, flip the pages. I like the way books smell. I like libraries. <laughs> so e-reading is not really for me. I'm a big e-reader, but Mallory, she's on your side. Well, yeah, I, but I bought a book perfume recently. You can, oh. get, you can get the book smell without the book feel. It's true. <laughs> Wait, book perfume? Oh, don't even get us started. We'll, it's, we'll explain <laughs> It's uh, not good smelling. Okay, so this episode we're doing right now is all about the self-help book. Um, Do you think there are any things people should do for self-improvement and adulting when it comes to reading, like, habits they should develop or something, anything they should give up? I definitely think that when it comes to reading as an adult, you should give up the notion that, like, there are certain genres you should enjoy or certain, certain things you should read or, like, you shouldn't read... Um, vampire books or romance novels because they're not like intellectual enough I think people need to just accept that like their taste is their taste and you should have fun reading or you should be learning something you know and if that's fun for you that's fun for you so however that kind of happens if it happens reading a romance novel that's totally cool like you don't have to be reading I don't know you don't have to read some like great work of literature you just have to have fun we love that answer so, uh, speaking of habits, tell us about your reading habits. Do you have any reading quirks you want to admit to us? Besides reading four books at a time. <laughs> I know. It's so I was listening to one of your shows, and I think um, maybe, Mallory, you'd said, like, you if you're reading more than one thing at, at a time, you read one fiction and one nonfiction, so you don't blend the storylines. Um, so, yes, I should probably start doing that. Other weird habits... <laughs> I read to fall asleep uh, for sure because sometimes I just need to like zone out from my day and so it's nice to step into another world and I also read when I have like writer's block so if I really need to write and it's just not flowing I'm like uh you know what I'm gonna read (laughs) I'll see how someone who was really successful did it and I just sit down and start reading so it's helpful to me and usually like fiction or nonfiction for writer's block Usually fiction. Yeah. Ah, cool. So uh, another question we love to ask all of our guests is, there is there a book that you love to gift to people? 
Oh, interesting. Well, you know, I'm not a big gifter at all. I'm more of like a, my presence is my present sort of person. So (laughs) if someone has a birthday, like I'm at that birthday, if like they just had a kid, like I'm at their house helping with meals after the kid's born, but I don't do gifts really. Um, as far as I think I've given maybe two people or three people books and it really was not, it was never the same thing. It was always in aligned with whatever they were interested in. So a friend of mine is a, a sports reporter. And so I got her this book on ESPN and how it began. So it really just depends on like what someone's needs and interests are. But generally speaking, I don't give gifts. Awesome. Okay, so people want to find your podcast and stuff. Um, where can they find it? Um, you can find us on Apple Podcasts uh, <laughs> and Stitcher and all that. Wherever you guys listen, SoundCloud. It's great. I, I suggest everyone checking it out. And if people want to follow you elsewhere on the internet, where should they look? So we are on Instagram at Short and Sweet Podcast and on Twitter at Short and Sweet PC. And our website is www.shortandsweetpodcast.com. Yeah. And if you have any books that you want us to read because you want to help us get our adult lives together, we are always open to suggestions. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Where should people email you or they should tweet you or what should they do? Just tweet us. All right. Well, thank you for coming on. Yes. Thank you for having me. It's so nice meeting you ladies. (laughs) Now it's time for this week's Book Tech, where we review the latest advances in bookish technology. This week, I went out and bought something weird again. (laughs) Demeter perfume in paperback scent. It's supposed to smell like a book! Uh, Mallory, what do you think? Do you think it smells like a book? I'm wearing it right now. I put it on this morning. Uh, I'm not because... I didn't put it on because I'm going to wear it. I put it on. I'll get to that. Go ahead. What do you think? (laughs) (laughs) You know... So, does it smell like a book? That's the first key. It bottle does. is cute, by the way. Can I just say bottle is cute? Bottle is very cute. Okay. Good packaging. You know, it does, but it's the kind of thing where it smells like a book after someone says this is supposed to smell like a book. I mean, I if if I smelled this on somebody or just smelled it in the air, I don't know. I guess if it was like a random cloud, if it was just <laughs> passing by me. You walked it, let's say you got an Uber and it smelled like this. Yes. I wouldn't be like, huh, this smells like books. But putting it on me and wear, I wore it for a whole day and I like, I could sniff it and be like, this smells booky. It smells very dry. It does smell dry. Yeah. It doesn't smell bad. It definitely is like kind of nice. It's not my, like I like smells that make me smell like a swamp witch. You know, mm. I like musky, earthy, smoky smells. You're a patchouli? Are you a patchouli based person? No, I stopped doing patchouli because I wanted to have friends. But <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> in this small room together, I appreciate that you're not wearing a patchouli. I never wear perfume in here because I know that we're trapped in this no, very, very hot room with no air conditioner together. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's for 20 bucks a bottle. Like, I, Good gift. It's a good gift. It's like a cute novelty gift. I'd give it like a two or three pages out of five. Okay. What about you, Bria? Well, I think it smells like a grandma. Like a grandma's house. I mean, I am an old person, so maybe I'm a little predisposed. Like, like you know what it smells like? Is like, you know your grandma has like a potpourri in like a dish that has like a top that has like lattice on the top or something. Oh, yeah, over the and toilet. it's been there for like 15 years, yep. but for some reason it still smells. And like, why is that? Yeah, why does it it's still just smell? Por- it's just portals to a smell dimension that's e- filled only with small dried leaves. Yeah. Well, so this morning, because, you know, I play with scents a lot. I was like trying yeah. to figure out what scents were in it. And I think it definitely has like a vanilla and it has like maybe a lavender or some other kind of like flowery plant, which is why I think the potpourri. And then 
the dryness, I don't know. I can't figure out what the dryness Secret is, but maybe it's the vanilla. It is not a smell for me. Yeah. But I don't hate it. It's just very sweet. It's yeah, it's very, not a bad smell. No, no, it's just very, it is very, it's like a potpourri. It's a potpourri or an air freshener. Like, you know, you go in a bathroom and you spray, a so spray it, air so freshener. So you want it to smell like a book just pooped instead of you. <laughs> it smells like book poop. This is what it, this <laughs> is what it is. If a book could fart, this is exactly what it would smell like. <laughs> this show just got so blue, guys. Sorry, guys. Um, I would also say, look, as a novelty gift for a reader in your life, kind of fun yeah for you're 20 like, bucks I think it's cute because you're like I don't know what book to get this person but I know that she loves books yeah, how about a lovely an, perfume if you're an e-reader you can spritz it on your e-reader it'll smell, smell like, like a book, book. <laughs> it doesn't here's what I will say doesn't smell like a book to yeah, me yeah. I don't think it smells like a book I, but what does a book smell like really now we're getting existential about well it. you know books a lot of old pages well people like the smell of old books because the way that older book pages decompose very like slowly over the course of time releases vanillin which is smells slightly vanilla-y and that's why people love the scent of old books but i also i live in an apartment filled with books anyways so Mm -hmm. like i if i want to smell a book i just walk into the library like i don't need how often do you do that every day how often do you walk into a library and smell a book all the time actually (laughs) i i I also say a two to three pages yeah. I mean I think a three pages because it's a fun novelty gift I just wouldn't wear it but yeah. it's like kind of a fun thing to have on your shelf and people are like what's this and or put it behind it. the toilet instead of some potpourri <laughs> replace your potpourri with the book smell <laughs> with a bottle of paperback by Demeter we'll, we'll link to it in the show notes guys if you are really curious and if you know what if you want us to solve your bookish problems or you have experience with book perfumes please email us at readingglassespodcast at gmail.com so if you like the show please rate and review us on iTunes it's really great for us and it helps us to reach more readers Reading Glasses is pleased to offer interactive transcripts of the show through Greta. Go to G-R-E-T-T-A dot com slash reading underscore glasses to read and turn your favorite reading glasses moments, including ones about farts, into clips that you can share on, on social media. You can email us at readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter at readinggpodcast, on Instagram at readingglassespodcast, and you can always follow along on our bookish adventures using the general hashtag readingglasses. Thanks for listening. And, and thanks, thanks for, for reading. reading. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.